Heyo, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malenzak, and this is episode 26 of the podcast. Okay, guys, so we are winding down, and today I am going to be doing a mental health show, as it is Thursday. We're going to be talking about rap plans today, wellness and recovery action plans. So it's not like slim shady kind of rap. We're talking wellness and recovery kind of rap. Rap like you wrap your wrapping paper, but rap like you're practicing your wellness and your recovery. Here we go. Uh, first off, though, before we get into this amazing topic, I can't even believe I have yet to talk to you guys about it. I want to announce the first ever college student success podcast contest so this is a listener contest and the prize is going to be a 100 dollars gift card to for amazon uh, if you cannot find something that you want for 100 bucks on amazon i pity the f out of you uh, so it's going to start today the contest and it will run through run for the next two weeks and end two weeks from today on december 17th that is also coincidentally going to be the last podcast of 2015, but I will be coming back at you in January with a fresh semester full of podcasts, so fear not, young listeners. All right, here is what you need to do in order to win my $100 gift card. So I am whoring myself out for iTunes reviews. Um, or Stitcher Reviews. I forgot to announce that. Uh, podcast is now on Stitcher Radio. So if you are a Stitcher person, uh, welcome. Uh, so if you are interested in entering the contest, uh, the goal is to write a review. So you have to go on to either iTunes or the Stitcher platform and find the College Student Success Podcast and click write a review and give me a review. Uh, I really don't care if it's a positive review or a negative. The way the rating system works, uh, you know, I would love a good rating, but you need a certain amount of reviews to even register on, at least at iTunes. I don't know about Stitcher. And so I have two reviews on there right now, which is awesome. Uh, thank you to the both of you for reaching out and giving me some ratings, but I need some more. So uh, this, you gotta go on, you gotta write a review, and then after you write a review, this is critical, you need to go and email me at collegestudentsuccesspodcast at gmail.com and just let me know that you wrote the review and include your iTunes or Stitcher screen name. Um, I'm, that's how I'm going to be drawing the winner because if I draw it from the actual um, reviews, I'm afraid that I'm going to pull one and the person didn't happen to email me and then I won't actually be able to reach out to the winner. So th that is your, your point of contact so that if you do win, I have an email address to reach out to you. So go on to iTunes. I assume most people will be doing iTunes. Write me a review. Then email me at collegestudentsuccesspodcast at gmail.com. Just let me know you wrote a review and what your screen name is. And then on December 19th, so two days after the podcast uh, contest ends, I'm going to draw a winner from the emails I receive. And I'll send you an email uh, after I verify you wrote the review. And so you could expect that email on Saturday, December 19th, if you've won. And uh, we'll make arrangements for me to send you your gift card. Uh, isn't that fucking awesome, right? Who can't use 100 bucks in Amazon cash right before the holidays? So tell your friends. I need reviews. 
uh, it's you're probably going to have a good chance of winning uh, because I don't know really how many people are going to enter. Uh, so please, this is this would be a really great uh, holiday gift for yours truly. So uh, I'm going to pimp this contest for the next few uh, podcasts, and uh, hopefully we'll have a winner to announce. Um, I will probably not be able to announce it on a podcast since I'll be done for 2015, but I will um, announce it on the blog and on Facebook. So, all right, so back to rap plans. We're going to talk rap today. We've talked about one piece of rap, um, kind of in depth, the wellness arsenal or wellness toolbox. Um, We're going to talk about uh, the other parts of rap today and why they would be important. So, just a little story. I have gotten really good with a couple of my tools in my wellness arsenal, and I've really, uh, it, they've put me, they've really been helpful because uh, my stress levels have sort of been put to the test recently. And I've gotten really good, I feel like, in the last uh, year of really being in tune with um, how I'm feeling and sort of being able to identify or pinpoint the source of that. So, if I'm having this nagging feeling of stress, which is what I've been feeling, I'm better at knowing what that is or why I'm feeling it, right? So the the activities that cause me stress, um, I can see a little more clearly where they pop up now. And some of the things that do stress me out, um, the, the presentation I had done, I talked about a few weeks ago when I was talking about um, happiness is a choice, that episode, I was sort of nervous for that, um, but not too nervous, but just kind of, you know, presenting in front of a large audience is a little bit nerve wracking to me. And I have another, um, a larger presentation coming up in my department in the middle of the month. Actually, that's the reason I can't do my drawing for my uh, contest winner on December 18th, because that's the day of my, uh, of my, it's called a colloquium. So I'm a little bit, I mean, I'm not, it's kind of what they call eustress, E, that's EU stress. Um, look it up if you've never heard it. It's like good stress. Uh, it's the stress that like strives you to not put a complete piece of garbage out there if you were to be um, lecturing in front of a large group of people, right? It's the stress that motivates you to um, be excellent. Um, so I like it, but it's just a little uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and confrontation is another thing that stresses me out. So if I have been in some confrontation and I have recently, it, it wears on me. You know, I don't, I wouldn't say I avoid confrontation, but I definitely don't enjoy it. Um, being a supervisor has really helped me uh, over the years become better at this, but it still just nags at me. So I've been sensitive to when these things are raising my stress level, and they have been raising my stress level recently, and I've taken the appropriate steps. I've used the tools in my arsenal the weapons, so to speak. Um, the big ones I've been using recently, journaling. I've talked about it over a few episodes. God, it's so helpful to me. Like I could just sense in my head, like, oh, I need to get in front of my computer and, and write this all out. Like it's bothering me. And it bothers me until I do it. And then after I do it, I'm like, oh, thank God. I just, you know, it's like, I don't even have to think about it anymore. It really, it really does help. I can't recommend it enough. Um, dog walking. So I've mentioned before how much I love walking my dog. Sometimes she appears on this podcast. Uh, I love that 
feeling I get after I take her for a nice long walk and I come back kind of ready to refocus on whatever it is I'm doing. So I love having her around me during the day when I work from home because I do like to break up my day with a walk um, when I'm starting to feel a little fatigued. And mentorship, um, having those mentors, as I've discussed in a previous podcast episode as well, episode 11, uh, I've really re- leaned on them and relied on them in recent weeks. And I have a few of them. And they've helped guide me through some sort of um, difficult shit. So my journaling habit, um, my dog walking, you know, physical wellness, and my um, support network, my mentors, have really been big tools, weapons, so to speak, uh, that I've been yielding, wielding, I guess is the world, uh, the word recently. So I hope you guys are tuned into your uh, tools that really help you. And let's talk about why. Um, so wellness and recovery action plan. Uh, rap plan was created by someone named Mary Ellen Copeland and I have a link to her site which has basically everything you could possibly know want to know about rap um, so that's in the show notes for today now why would you want a rap plan so a rap plan is basically a, a comprehensive plan of what to do when shit goes crazy right I don't really use that term but uh, I was too late to use when the shit hits the fan, so I modified it. Um, so the, the idea is you complete this plan when you're doing well, not when you're in crisis, because you're not really probably thinking with your best mindset when you're in crisis, right? You do these kinds of plans and planning with, you know, some people do them with their counselor or therapist. Some people can do them on their own. Um, but you do them when you're in a relatively good state of mind. And that's going to help you develop the best plan. So uh, I'm going to have a homework exercise, you know, my little homework exercises later. And it's not going to be to complete one of these because uh, it's, number one, it's a little bit time consuming. And number two, I know how students are in week 13. Uh, You guys are stressed the fuck out. And so this is not the time to be doing a rap plan. Um, in the very rare instance that you guys uh, got all your shit on lockdown and, um, you know, have an extra, you know, six hours to de- dedicate. And, you know, I don't even know. I just throw that that amount out there. I don't actually know how long it would take, but it's not just something you could whip up in 15 minutes. So that's definitely something I want to um, I want to preface this by saying it's comprehensive. You know, it's got a lot to it. I'm going to talk about the seven major areas in a second. But let me talk about why it would be helpful to have one of these. So when you are in crisis, you don't think with, as I said, your best mindset, you don't make the best decisions. So that being said, wouldn't it be good to have a plan that you already made with your best decisions or as good as they can be that you can just rely back on and fall to or give to somebody to be like, here, this is going to help me. And the person could read it and know things like what your triggers are, you know, the things that set you off. Um, what the early warning signs are that maybe your friends might be able to pick up on and say, all right, I could tell you're not doing well. You know, what can I do to help? Um, so, you know, that when the crisis occurs, you know, they just happen. Um, you spend less time getting back on track. I find that that's like one of the true testaments to productivity is acknowledging that shit fucks up your life. And the 
it, the truly productive people are the ones that recognize that and plan for it. And as such, they just bounce back so much quicker than somebody that's not well prepared and takes so much longer. You know, they'll get there eventually, but they lost so much time and productivity that, you know, it, you can't help but think like, isn't there a better way? And with a rap plan, there is a better way. So let's get into the different aspects of rap. So it's got seven major parts, as I mentioned. The first part is the one we focused on, so I won't spend too much time talking about it. I just talked about my own arsenal. Uh, It's the wellness toolbox, or as I say, the wellness arsenal. It's the different things that you know help you stay well, right? I mentioned a few of mine. Journaling, uh, walking, exercise, um, the support of, you know, really good people in your lives, mentors, um, eating your favorite snack, listening to your favorite music, um, meditation, prayer, uh, guided imagery, um, going for a drive, uh, you know, taking a Xanax, <laughs> whatever it is that helps you get back to your, you know, optimal wellness. These are the things you're going to want to include in that arsenal or that toolbox. So let's not spend that too much time on that. I've already kind of, you know, been there and done that. Then we have number two is your daily maintenance plan. So this is your list of things that you do every day to keep you well, right? Um, So your daily maintenance plan might involve, you know, elements of hygiene, right? I brush my teeth every day. You know, I take a shower usually this time of day. Um, I, you know, attend to these things in the morning. You know, I do these things before I go to bed. Uh, It's a list of your healthy habits and routines that keep you well. Then we get into discussing your triggers. So your triggers would be the things that set you off, right? Um, It might be, you know, some particular person in your life is a trigger, you know, your mom. I don't know. Um, And anytime you get a phone call from mom, it's like, oh, you know, you're fucked for the next like 24 hours because she just puts you in a mood that is really hard to shake. Um, that would be a time, you know, to go to your wellness arsenal and, you know, pick up, pick up a weapon, you know, fire off a few rounds. Um, but the triggers are the things that you need to look out for as a student, you know, think about the ones related to just, uh, you know, the school environment, um, an impending large assignment that's coming up due, um, for some people, a paper might be a trigger versus, you know, the person that's like super good at test taking, right? And tests they're, they're perfectly great at, they don't stress about them, but papers they freak out about. It's like, uh, a trigger, that's going to be my triggers. If I have a paper due this semester, you know, we can plan for that. You know, you probably have months, uh, months notice. Let's see what other kinds of triggers are there. Um, you know, they could be related to a lot of times triggers are talked about in the substance abuse world, right? You know, as a recovering alcoholic, um, a trigger for me might be, you know, going to a certain place, you know, a place I used to drink a lot, right? And every time I go back there, it's like, ah, you know, you just kind of feel that little, like, pull at you. Not that it's like a craving, but it's just like a trigger for you to actually think about, 
some negative shit that you shouldn't be thinking about. Um, so if you think about it in terms of like a drug addict and triggers, it might be easy to conceptualize that, right? It's like, what would a drug addict's triggers be? You know, they say in AA, you know, people, places and things, you know, certain people you hang out with are triggers to do um, negative behaviors, uh, certain places you go, it's like, uh, I'm, I shouldn't be going here. And just certain things, you know, could be a TV show you used to watch or, you know, a website that you used to frequent. So being aware of those things and what do you do to avoid them, right? Or what do you do when you encounter them? So that is triggers. Early, warn early warning signs. So these are the little clues that shit's going down, right? Um, you're a little more irritable. You don't sleep well. Um, you start calling out of work. Um, you stop taking phone calls. Uh, you isolate. Uh, you stop taking your medication. You know, these are things, or start talking about wanting to stop taking your medication. Maybe you haven't even stopped it yet, but you're thinking about it. Maybe you mentioned that to somebody, and it's like, uh, you know, actually you mentioned that in the past. is like kind of one of those early signs that, you know, things may not be as good as they could be, you know, and it opens up that discussion with that person in your life to be like, hey, what's going on? You know, kind of talk to me. Um, so early warning signs... If you haven't been through that many, you know, struggles, like maybe you've only had one or two, you know, tough times so far in your life, it, it may be hard to identify these. And that's why, like, at least starting the, to work on a rap plan and, and thinking about them will get you more in the mindset of being able to kind of see those patterns as they develop. That's what helped me. That's what helped me figure out that, you know, these, you know, larger presentations that I, I do from time to time and this, you know, impending confrontations, you know, some that come up from time to time are like the tr are the triggers for me that my stress is going up, you know. Um, so, you know, in response to the stress, you know, I uh, don't take longer to reply to emails. I don't know. I'm just throwing that one out there. Um, or I um, stop eating. You know, I, d I decrease the amount I eat or I increase the amount I eat or I increase the amount of cigarettes I smoke. I'm not a smoker. <laughs> Happily reformed. Um, but you think you get what I'm saying, right? Early warning signs. The things that if you, if you saw something in a person that you know really well would clue you in. It's like, ah, something's not right here. And it's not for a good thing, right? Um, all right. The next section is when things are breaking down. So you could take this as the early warning signs. Um, we're past that stage, right? We're past the early warning signs and we're just like, all right, something's definitely going on here. Things are going, getting, going down. Like my grades are slipping. You know, I haven't been to class in a week. Um, uh, I've haven't returned any phone calls. Um, these are the things that you know will help you when these situations occur. It's like when things are breaking down, do this, right? Um, make sure my boyfriend's aware. Um, ask me if I've talked, checked in with my therapist recently, you know? Um, so when things are breaking down, they look like this, right? Um, and then the full on crisis plan, you know? Crisis means a lot of things to a lot of people. 
um, in the world I used to come from, crisis meant impending hospitalization, right? The person is, is in, in acute crisis and is maybe um, outwardly suicidal or, you know, is some sort of threat to harm others or themselves. And your crisis may not be like that, right? And everybody's version or perspective on crisis is different. And that doesn't mean that if you have a lower form of crisis, like, ah, my crisis is, I'm afraid I'm going to fail this paper, right? Um, You know, that's a mild crisis compared to somebody that's imminently suicidal. And I don't think anyone would argue that. But nevertheless, the the impending crisis of failing a paper or a class can be a really big fucking deal to people. And I am here to say it's okay. But number one, realize, you know, there is perspective at play here. Um, You know, it could be worse. um, But now this is the time to recognize you're in crisis. And what do you do, right? You go to that wellness toolbox. You go to the arsenal. Um, You have a plan. So for some people, like I said, serious crisis, the plan might be um, this is the hospital I'd like to go to if at all possible, if I need it right? If I need to be hospitalized, this is the hospital I don't want to effing go to. So please don't ever send me there because it, it sucks, right? These are the medications that I've been able to tolerate in the past. These are the ones that I've tried and I do not like. So don't give these to me in a crisis. Um, if I'm in a crisis, I need such and such a person to reach out to my professor and, you know, just let them know that I'm, that I'm going through a rough time, you know, that can be in your crisis too, is a plan to reach out to your professors. That's all right. You know, I would prefer to hear from the person as an instructor themselves to say, hey, I'm struggling. But if all you got is your mom to send you an email, be like, listen, my son is, you know, going through some stuff. I know that you you need to hear from him, but I just want to reach out so that some that you were aware. You know, that would be helpful. Um, so the crisis plan is the things that the preferences you have when it comes to crisis, right? Nobody wants to be there. But if you've been there before, you probably have figured out some things that really helped you in that time and some things that you would really rather avoid. Um, So that's your chance to list those things. And then the last aspect of the wrap plan is the post-crisis plan. These are the steps you take to get yourself back on track, right? Um, You know, if you took an incomplete as a result of a crisis, the post-crisis plan would involve you making up that work um, or, you know, kind of reintegrating yourself you know, back into your normal daily maintenance plans and, you know, getting yourself, you know, back into your routines and habits that, you know, keep you well. So it's a plan of how to return to, you know, optimal state. So I hope you found that helpful. Um, I am going to post a link to a PDF in the show notes for today that has a really good wrap plan outline that I found. Um, It's like 25 pages long. So just so you're aware, uh, like I said, this isn't something you would complete in a day. However, I don't want you to be intimidated by the fact that it's 25 pages because you don't have to do all of it, right? Um, If all you do is the wellness toolbox, the daily maintenance plan, and the triggers, uh, that would be plenty for most people, you know, if, like, you are not worried about impending crises to the point that I discussed today. There may just be one or two pieces of this thing that you can use, um, but it's got some good questions in it, and I think it was pretty well designed, and it follows this this um, outline that I discussed today. 
Um, so it's a wellness toolbox or wellness arsenal. It's got your daily maintenance plan, the things that you can do to keep yourself uh, well on a daily basis, the, the habits and routines that work for you, the triggers that can potentially set you off in, and lead you into crisis, the early warning signs that are kind of the, the things that tell yourself and the people around you um, before you're in full-blown crisis that things may not be going well. When things are breaking down, you know, the more obvious signs and symptoms and what you can do. The crisis plan, you know, should hit the fan. Here's what, here's what works, here's what doesn't. And then the post-crisis plan, the things and steps that you take to get yourself back on track after the relapse. I found an app. I think it was done by the Mary Ellen Copeland people. It's called the Wrap App. <laughs> Uh, it's, it costs $5, so that's a drawback, but it's a way where you can kind of load all of your wrap info into an app and be able to access it anywhere. Um, a wrap plan, I should have mentioned this in the beginning, it's, it's very close to an advanced directive, if you've heard of that in the medical field. So an advanced directive, if you've had a surgery, right, you've probably been asked to fill one out. And it's basically like what goes, what to do and if something were to go wrong, right? Um, if you stopped breathing, um, you know, who would you want in charge of your, you know, medical decisions or something like that. So this, a wrap plan is sort of an advanced directive for um, psychiatric kind of issues. So, um, so your home exercise this week is not to complete a wrap plan, right? I'm not silly and I don't think you, um, at this point, you know, a lot of people may not need to, but I think a lot of people could benefit from it. Um, so what I would suggest is print it up over the next week. You know, take advantage of some of that on-campus printing facilities if you have them. Uh, I know not all of you do or some of you get charged anyway. Um, but go to your computer lab or when you have some ink, print up uh, this PDF. I think it'd be helpful. I don't think you can type into it. I think you would have to print it up if you wanted to and then write into it. And then you can scan it and have it. Um, and a lot of people um, will get them notarized later. Um, so, you know, if you are part of a program... Um, or you have a therapist that you know, would want to have a copy of the plan, it might be a good idea to get it notarized just so they know like this has definitely came from you. Um, so over this home ex you know so over this next week if you can try and print it up and put it away to hold on to for winter break because that would probably be a good time for most of you guys to sit down and do this right? You have three or four weeks off. It's a time where there's less stress compared to when you're actively, you know, taking courses in the semester. And you could have it done and ready to go for the spring semester. So that is the episode for today. Uh, I really enjoyed talking about this and, and talking with you guys. Um, please comment, rate, and subscribe. Take advantage of that contest I'm offering. And um, go get them, guys. You know, the goals are just around the corner. Um, we've been working on our goals for 13 weeks now. I hope you're seeing some progress on them. I would love to hear about your progress. If you would like to share it, send me an email. And um, I will come back at you next week. Take care, guys. Peace.